GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Please Advise, episode 35. I'm Malls, your host. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing awesome. Uh, I'm sitting here today with our guest, Lauren Francesco, who I just met at South by Southwest. You are on a panel for Sundance uh, with my boyfriend, Derek, and the topic was bringing, uh, taking your online presence to the next level? Yeah. What was, that? What was it more or less about? Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's it's it was about uh doing stuff online and then turning it into traditional media. Yes. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> and um I was shocked because I when they all right, you showed this video clip and it's like kind of like a highlight reel and at the end of it I was like trying to count all the zeros in the in the in the number at the end and I was like Oh, it's a million. Oh, oh no, that's a billion. That's one billion views. And then they said, "What's your trajectory for two million? And you were like, "I think I'm about there now." And I literally was sitting there thinking, like, that's more people than like have watched most television shows, like ever. Like that's cr- that is crazy. What? Wh- how? How did this happen? Well, I'm I'm sure it was like. One person watched a video like a certain amount of times. It wasn't definitely two billion people. So, no, but I mean, it's it's still crazy. Yeah, it's it's definitely been an awesome ride. I I had auditioned for a web series, and the web series just really picked up. And I had no idea that it would be like what it became. But it was it's it's been awesome. Just just kind of crazy being an internet celebrity. Just weird. <laughs> and did the web series start on your channel? It's I Want My Lauren, right? Yeah. No, it was on Barely Political. They did okay. like the whole Obama girl thing. And then they did Key of Awesome, which is the one I started. in. Okay. And so then you built a following through that. And then they came over to your YouTube channel where you do a sketch every week and a and a video. That's right, right? Yep. That's <laughs> And, and um, you are – I mean, basically, like, this has become a living for you, which I think is obviously it's uh, a dream scenario that you get to work for yourself. Your brand is your art and what you put out there, and uh, you're making a living at it. How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely – 
just insane like my friends or people I meet are just like wait this is what you do for a living you just shoot videos but I mean it's it's a lot more than just shooting the videos it's promoting them it's posting them it's making sure you tag everything correctly and and do all the SEO stuff so that you can get those views so it, it is it is a lot of work but it's it's awesome to be able to do it every day do you do that all on your own um, I have several people who work for me. Okay. So. Um, that's and that's incredible that you have a whole team going from – I mean, that's really amazing. Um, so you said something at the panel that I thought was really intelligent, and I've never heard anyone say this before, um, but you said if you're making a video and you're putting a lot of time and energy into it and it's something that – you want to go viral, You have, one of the first things you need to do is set aside a marketing budget. And I thought that was incredibly smart because you're right, people make these videos and then they have no way of passing them around. But I, what is a marketing, how, how do you market a YouTube video? Like how do you market a, cha- a YouTube channel? Well, it depends on on what kind of content you're creating. Like my friend came over yesterday and he had this awesome web series that him and his his buddy spent a lot of money on and it got into a bunch of big festivals. And then after they had interest in the networks, but once they put the sizzle on YouTube and it got no views, everybody kind of lost traction for the show. Right. So I was telling him that there are blogs you can reach out to where you can pay them and they can feature your stuff. Or there's other places like like different kinds of fan sites you can put your stuff up on, it, filmmaker websites, filmmaker blogs, like any, basically anywhere that you could see that's relevant to the content you're posting. Like if you're doing comedy stuff, like research all the comedy blogs. If you're doing like a sports thing, research all the sports blogs. Um, so do you mind if I ask what does it cost to have a blog feature your video? Because I've never I've 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 blogged for years. That's how I've made my uh, living for the most part is writing online. But I've never heard of someone paying for for video space. Um, I've I myself have never paid for for video space. But I do know it's about like from from my friends who've who've done projects with bigger budgets. It's from like five hundred to two or three thousand dollars that you can pay a PR company or you can reach out to people them directly to get placement on blogs that's so that is so cool I really I really admire that you have such a great business sense about your whole thing I think a lot of people assume when they see like oh it's like a girl making videos they don't realize that there's so much behind it but you're running a business it's really amazing um you also said during the panel that your fans are the biggest trolls and I, I want to talk about a little bit what it is that you do. You make videos where you said it's your audience is 12 to 35-year-old males. So your videos obviously um, have some uh, somewhat of a sexy element to them. I can imagine why that would bring in a lot of fans that are you feel are probably perverted or whatever your thoughts might be about that. <laughs> Um, what, why, what do you think of, what do you think the troll factor is? And what do you think, how do you feel about knowing that these men are looking at you like that? Well, well, firstly, I'd like to apologize to my nice fans out there. You're not all trolls. You're not all of you are, are trolling me, but I feel like because it is online, it is the internet that no matter who you are, you're going to get like creepy people who are like, nobody knows who I am. I could just be a jerk about everything. Right. 
So I feel like that's a big factor online. Like even with like people who are my friends, like one of my one of my good friends was like a victim of like a horrible, horrible thing, like a woman's kind of violence thing with right. like another person, another influencer. And it was just like the comments on her her videos, like this poor girl, like like just it's it's she was the victim and then she's yeah. further and attacked. Then she's further attacked and harassed and i'm like i don't i could never live with that and people are just like they don't get it yeah i feel like and they can't if they can't relate to it they're just they just feel like they can say whatever they want because they're they don't have an identity right and how and how incestuous i mean it sounds like that's like the that's the whole thing is that like these are both people with audiences and, and then they date and then something or something happens between them. How incestuous is that YouTube community? Um, I mean, there are people who date like YouTubers and there's people who I know that don't date other other YouTubers. I have I've I've never myself dated an actual YouTuber, but I mean, there's my I have a couple of friends who they'll date like couple of like youtubers like this this real there was my my friend pitched me for this reality show that they were going to do about female youtubers and i was like talking to the producers and they're like oh well this girl's dating this guy and she's doing it to get more followers how do you feel about that and i'm just like i didn't want to like say anything bad i'm like well good for her if she likes him she likes him like it's 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 it sounds like she doesn't like him <laughs> but yeah no i i mean is is it i mean I feel like all YouTubers must know each other and that there's like inner YouTuber drama. Is that like a thing? I mean, yeah, there's there's some inner kind of drama, but everybody since I guess they're used to like seeing each other at conventions and and whatnot, it's not like it's just like kind of nerdy drama. Right. I guess it's not it's not anything as as serious. I Can you like. give an example? Is it like oh sh- like that person <laughs> jumped my idea or like this person uh <laughs> you know talk shit about me? Like what um an, an example a, a good example is, is is that person took my idea is 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 a, is a classic thing. It's like, "Oh, look at this video that I did 2 years ago and now they just came out with a video like this." That's something I often hear about or you hear the stories of like oh I started this channel or like I worked with this creator on this project and now he's like doing it without me and I helped him start from the ground up kind of kind of thing right like that or there's even stories like oh Lauren you collabed with this person so I don't want to be a person who like is seen collabing with that person so right just weird I find I have to say as an outsider I understand why the collab culture is necessary but sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm like scrolling through vine and I'm like did these six grown ass people get together and spend the entire day putting together vines like to build this like false scent like it's like when uh urkel showed up on full house like i'm like what's going on here (laughs) yeah you know that's that's what they that's what people do and that's why like i do vine a lot but it's just it's hard to do it every day it's it's very hard it's very clicky and yeah and i'm lucky because i've made friends with a lot of viners and they're really cool but just to to be creating stuff every day and be shooting vines like that every day and youtube stuff it's so much and auditioning for traditional stuff it's just way too much time yeah um how what like you what's the ratio of high budget to low budget videos you put out like for the most part with your sketches like do you do like one big one a month big production or is it do you try, try to aim for the same level every time 
I mean, I try to spend as little money as possible just because you really don't make that much money off of YouTube stuff. And I do have assistants and editors to pay because you can't get those kind of people for free. So so I'll try to do shoots where I get a director to shoot it for free. I'll find like a talented director who just wants to shoot it for free. And I'll find writers who just want to like get a lot of views on a video. So most of my videos will cost from like 50 to 100 bucks like that are like the hot, like the normal sketches. Yeah. And then like I just did like a song parody and that's cost like $1,000 because it was just more of like getting costume design and and just food for everybody and there was like 20 extras and all that stuff. Where do you come up with your ideas for your videos? Because that has to be like an exhausting task at a certain <laughs> point like a week after week after week. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, it's like you can it's, – it's things that happen every day and like I'll write it down. I'll be like, oh, and then I'll like sit with a couple of writers and we'll come up with like punchlines or whatever. Like yesterday I shot some vines. I was like sitting with my friend and I like had cookies out and he just like ate all the cookies. And like I was sitting there and I was like, I wanted a cookie like kind of thing. And I shot a, va- a vine about that. It's like the person who just like eats all the cookies and then like, right, right, right. Yeah, so things like that or like – relationship things like how to annoy your boyfriend or yeah I saw that video yeah that was adorable you your videos are really funny and I can totally see but like again back to the guy thing because I just would be so skeeved knowing that like you know like some there's like probably some 12 year old masturbating to you right now Uh. (laughs) does that skeeve you I try not to think about it I mean I can see why you wouldn't but in a in a way, like you putting yourself out there as like a um, as like a uh, using your looks as as partially as a vehicle to get going. How do you not think about what that that correlation is? Because you obviously want to appeal to people. Mm-hmm. Well, it sucks because like my Snapchat basically is is is. You know, some nice like I get like little girls like I want to be just like you or like like depressed like girls are saying like, you know, I get bullied asking you advice type of thing. And then I get guys sending me their their junk. And I mean, it's it's awkward and it's gross. And I just I just try not to to think about it. Like the thing you follow anyone you have your I see. I just had to join Snapchat Mm -hmm. Snapchat and um one of the first things my boyfriend asked, he's like, can't like random strangers send you pictures of dicks? And I was like, N- I'm like not following anyone <laughs> except like people I went to high school with that I'm never going to. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever even going to use it, but do you, like you have it open so that anyone can send you whatever? Well, now, now there's like Snapchat brand deals uh-huh. and it's a great way to share your stuff because it's an app. So I can just go on Snapchat and be like, hey, guys, listen to this podcast I'm on. And then in real time, 10,000 people will see that and like just automatically like go there. So it's it's a much kind of um, instant result. Like if I need somebody to share a YouTube video or something, Snapchat's a great vertical for that. How um, how big or how important rather would you say it is to have a presence on as many social media platforms as possible versus maybe doing, you know, just two or three that you're very dedicated to? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like like the the biggest people, the biggest social influencers, all of their platforms are pretty, at least a million, the biggest, the biggest influencers because they have that kind of 
like loyal fan base. Right. So I feel like it's important to to grow that because you never know. Maybe one of them will hit. Like maybe like I have a friend who started, she got bigger on Instagram and her Instagram helped her get bigger on YouTube. I have a lot of the Viners that I've been friends with now are like their audience is crossing over to YouTube. So I feel like it's good to just do as much as you can. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, what, what would be your number one piece of advice? Again, as I said before, we have a lot of people who listen to the show who are aspirational. They want to know. I, we, I, we've encouraged people in the past like, yeah, go start your podcast, start your vlog, start making sketches, do, you know, take classes. But what, um, what would be your number one piece of advice to anyone who wants to achieve what you achieved? Just to do it and not think about the results. I, I waited to start my YouTube channel. So I've been making on acting in people's videos for seven years, but I was always nervous about the quality of the videos. And I feel like if I would have just started doing it sooner, it would have been better than waiting for it to be perfect because it's really never going to be perfect. Yeah. You got to let your work free after mm-hmm. a certain point for sure. I totally am a big believer in that. Um, So do you understand what we do here? We take calls from people and we give them the best advice we can. Okay, that's uh, what we're going to do. Let's take our first call. Hey, Moss. It's Rachel. Um, I've called a couple times. I have this boy. He goes to West Point. I live in D.C., like I said. And I only met him because I went to Baltimore for the Army-Navy game. And we met and we hit it off. And we ended up, like, drunkenly hooking up that night, which was fun. But, uh... I wasn't really sure what to make of it. don't really remember it very well. It's whatever. And then he ended up coming into D.C. the next day because they were still in the DMV area. And so we all ended up going out again, and he slept in my apartment with me, and he was really nice and really great, honestly. And, like, we started texting a little bit and, like, Snapchatting mostly, like, constant Snapchat conversation. But he's my top Snapchat friend since December now, and it's March. He just recently... He asked me to come visit him, but I'm not really sure what to make of the fact that we don't actually speak, but he wants me to visit. Like, he gave me dates, and my friend looked up train tickets. Like, we're trying to make moves and plan this, but, like, I don't know. Like, does he just want to fuck? That's pretty possible. Or, like, does he actually like me, or is he just, like, so confused and, like, blue-balled at West Point that I'm just getting myself into a bit of a mess? Um, haven't had a ton. I had one really long-term boyfriend like, in high school till college, and um, it's, like, that is still kind of weird for me, so I don't have, like, a ton of experience with guys, and I feel like I'm always just kind of making the wrong move here, so I'm trying to proceed cautiously. I know that it's super unrealistic, but part of me still is, like, oh, it's kind of like a fairy tale. He's gorgeous, which is West Point. Like, it's really nice, and he hit it off really well, so I'm not really sure. Whatever your advice is for this, I thought the weekend would go really badly, and then we wouldn't like each other anymore, and it didn't. So I'm just not really sure what to do. Okay. So I totally agree with you that it sounds so like hot to go to an Army Navy game <laughs> and meet a West Point guy and have like a fling. That sounds like you're right. That is kind of a fairy tale. Like kind of like, you know, I'm sure that's someone someone's masturbating to that thought out there somewhere. But um yeah, girl, you got to ask – I would ask him flat out before you go through the drama of getting on a train to go see him and then, like, spend another weekend wondering. Like, the, just – I mean, Christina Lopez seems to think it's pretty straightforward <laughs> that you guys are just fucking. But I I, I don't – I don't um, – what do you think, Lauren? Well, 
first of all, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in terms of running to guys totally. or, or traveling to a man. And I, I learned one thing. They should always, you should make them come to you as well. And like, did he offer to pay for the tickets or are you spending money taking a train, paying for your own tickets so that you can sleep with this guy who's not your boyfriend and then like come back feeling shitty about it? I don't know. I would, I would ask him I would tell him on Snapchat like look this is getting too serious uh-huh. like we need to talk on the phone I'd, I'd FaceTime and I'd Skype with him a little bit before and I'd make him pay for my train ticket that's absolutely right that's absolutely right he needs to be paying there's no reason why you should be scraping together dimes <laughs> To go f- get fucked. Like, that's <laughs> retarded. couch cushions. Yeah, I know. You know she's, like, shaking out every old purse she has. It's, like, all gum wrappers and lipsticks she forgot she had. Just or at least, her clothes like, at Buffalo Exchange. <laughs> or at least, like, keep it in text mode so you have, like, a transcript of things that have tra- been, been going on. Because, like, from my understanding, like, Snapchat messages disappear. So you don't know... There's no point of reference for later. I guess I missed. So they've mainly been just communicating through Snapchat. Yeah. Is yeah. that you, you're more into the Internet? To, to me, that's like I don't I, I the only thing I, I sent my friend a picture of my dog. That was the only <laughs> thing I've done on Snapchat. So I don't really understand people get deep on Snapchat. I mean, I have a friend who used Snapchat and he would just use it to like have sex with different women. Like, they'd be sending him, like, pictures of their boobs. Like, he's also, like, kind of a famous comic. So, like, he'd get, like, a lot of girls right. sending pictures of stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God. This is, like, like how old is this girl? Like, so that's why I think that, like, Snap, there should be an outside source. Like, you need to kind of move beyond the Snapchat. So it's like, oh, I'm more serious. I'm not just some girl I'm going to have, like, Snapchat sex with. Right. I know, maybe I'm old. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Pro- I'm j- literally just trying to process this. People uh, gross me out every day. I like thinking about some girl sending a picture of her tits to a mildly known, a semi well known comedian. Fucking stop with the comedians! Like, what's wrong? The videos don't work out. Why are you sending your tits? They're the meanest. They can be uh, like. Not all. There's no general. I don't. But that, like, for the most part, especially stand-ups that could be dogs like that, are the meanest guys to hook up with. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Shit. I mean, I, I know that that this isn't Rachel's problem, but I just I I think there's exceptions to every rule. But when I'm thinking of like the guy down at the comedy store, like uh, you know, just do, doing his working on a set every night, like didn't open up a Snapchat pic of tits, like. That's what that's what I'm seeing. I'm picturing the guy that just like, you know, fucks him and throws him out. But um yeah, that's that's uh okay. Wow. Well, I I think that you just need to have a conversation with him. Pick up like, you know, pick up the phone. Isn't Snapchat connected through your phone? Doesn't that mean that she kind of has his phone number or something? I don't know. She has phone numbers. Yeah, I don't know if it's it is, but I'm sure she said she hung out with him before, so she must have his number. Yeah. But I think too it's like a weird thing with girls is like who calls who first right you call him like do you not call him well I would definitely I would definitely call if he's saying come visit me I would pick up the phone and say all right so what are your intentions I think that's an exception to that rule I just kind of hate talking on the phone so I don't I wouldn't do that like yeah but Christina if you had if you had had 
sexual intercourse with someone <laughs> okay. multiple times. Okay. And you sound like a guidance counselor. And it's like I, I'm sexual saying, intercourse. If you have had, if someone has physically been in your vag and they're Snapchatting you, come visit me on a train. I know you're you know, scraping together pennies and probably selling well, your grandma's jewelry in order to buy this plane ticket or whatever it is. I think that you would I think you would get on the phone for a fiver. I think you'd do a fiver for that. I'm just saying talking on the phone isn't great. You call me sometimes. We have quick, efficient conversations. It's possible. Yeah. And we're not talking about stuff like this. I mean, I certainly I mean the conversation could go there, but that'd be really weird, I think. Yeah, it'd be yeah. Mixing business with pleasure. <laughs> not for me. Um but yeah, Rachel. It would be a pleasure. I think I think Lauren's dead right. I think that if if you even go on this, he needs to pay for your train ticket. This is that's yeah. Yeah. You let him stay at your house. Like what are you like Airbnb? Like I don't Anyway, next call. Hey Malls. Um I know you don't know me personally, but I feel like I've listened to you so often and for so long that you're kind of like the best friend that I never had. Okay, anyways, I was listening to the end of your most recent podcast, and you were saying, you know, that you wanted to hear from people who had really odd problems, and it did bring me crazy memories of this past year. I have been in a relationship for two years now, And he was one of my really, really close friends in high school, and we've been together ever since we graduated. Oh, my gosh. I have, like, never even said this out loud to, like, another human being in my life. But um, I have a really close group of friends of actually five different girls. We were really close friends in high school. We always did everything together. It's really close. All of us, even our siblings. and. I had this really weird relationship with one of my best friend's younger sisters, which sounds slightly statutory rapey. She was bisexual, and she was really interested in me because she knew that I'm actually bisexual. And, you know, we would always kind of, like, casually flirt, even in front of my friend, who is her sister, And it was kind of like a group joke. She would tell me that she wanted to marry me and things like that, and that she kind of, like, always secretly just had this, like, really huge crush on me, and she didn't like my boyfriend because she wanted to be with me. Basically, what happened one night, we all got really, really drunk, and I ended up fooling around with my best friend's little sister while I was in a relationship with my current boyfriend. I tried really hard not to think about it, and... Oh, my God. I honestly recently have been having, like, an existential crisis about it. Like, I'm not the kind of person that cheats. I don't particularly like the fact that this even happened at all. And with my best friend's younger sister, nonetheless, it, was, it wasn't weird at the time, obviously, but it was weird after. We've never talked about it. We still talk. We just don't talk as often, and we definitely never talk about that. And, you know, my best friend doesn't know. I told my sister, and she's around my best friend's younger sister's age. 
she's a little younger. Um, I don't know what to do about it. This happened probably a year ago. So, I mean, by this point, (laughs) I'm definitely never telling them. I'm never telling my boyfriend, and I'm never telling my best friend. But I have no clue what to do with this information. I've been walking around for the last few days like, what kind of person am I? She was younger than me, probably around two years younger than me. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, see what your, I guess, advice is on that and if I should, like, really just just shrivel up and die because I'm a horrible human being. But um, anyways, thanks, Malls. Wowza, right? This is the kind of drama I'm talking about. Okay, um... I need to know how young she is. I thought at one point you were going to say, did I technically rape her? I, I don't know. I couldn't tell if that's what you were about to say, but I got that vibe. Uh, you know, she did use the term statutory rape. So I'm assuming that the girls under age at the time of this hookup. Right. But that they were close in age. They're only two years apart. So... I think I mean, the legally, su- most surprising thing is that the only person you've told about this besides me is another young teenager. Like, that is the last person I would expect to keep my secrets, even if it was my sister. Like, what if she gets drunk at a party and is like, eh, my sister loves out with you, or <laughs> like, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, I don't know how to make someone feel not guilty. Do you? I mean, because what she what she's asking is not should she tell her boyfriend or anything like that. She's just saying she feels gross, like she needs to silkwood shower that off of her. <laughs> and I don't know how do you feel about that. I mean, I think time heals everything. I know it's been a year, but just I wouldn't think about it. I wouldn't bring it up. I I would just forget that it happened. Just keep telling yourself it didn't happen if you want to deny that it happened. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah, I really, I think that, you know, I really, I, I don't know. I think at the time maybe you should have told your boyfriend, but I do think that at this point bringing it up would be more to um, soothe your own feelings. It would just, it, it would cause unnecessary upset, I think. Uh, well, Dan Savage says all the time, like, if you think it's going to be like a one-time yeah. indiscretion, um, <laughs> it may not be worth um, fracturing the relationship and unloading your guilt onto someone else if you know that it's just going to happen this one time. Right. And I, so I think that you are, unf- I mean, God, that's a rock and a hard place. I mean, honestly, there's really like, there's nothing desirable about the situation that you're in right now. But I think that you just have to like, just keep moving on. Like, you know, anytime you think about it, turn on some, uh, like, you know, some top 40 music. That's a nice distraction. Yeah, get just, you know, something, you know, that's just go to a happy mental place if you can. Get yourself there however however need be. But, wow, thank you for sharing that with us. I feel very honored that we're one of the first people that you've said that out loud to. Yeah, that's super, super intense. And and she's only two years younger than you. So it's I feel like it's not that much of a statutory rape situation. I don't know. If right. She's probably like 18 and the girl's like 16 or something. And, and, you know, when drinking is involved, like parts of people's personalities that essentially don't exist in, in other real worlds come out. Liquor lets demons out that no one knows are there. And it's just 
I think it was a drunk mistake. I think you know that. Um, and you got to forgive yourself. Right? Hi, Malls. Um, this is Hallie from Chicago. I'm so excited to finally have something to call you about because I love the podcast. Um, and I really need your opinion from someone outside of my friend group. Um, so I've been single for about a year and a half. Um, and a couple weeks ago, I met a guy out at a bar. Um, super trashy, I know. We had a fun evening, if you know what I mean, and um, had a really great connection, and he asked if we could stay in touch. He lives in another, another city, so um, uh, I said yes, and we've been talking a lot over the past couple of weeks, and he offered to um, help fly me to see him uh, in a couple of weeks. So literally purchased the ticket, and no more than two hours later, he's like, hey, I just want to know, like, what are your expectations of this? Can you really do long distance? Um, basically, like, what am I wanting out of this weekend? Do I Am I crazy, and do I want to date him, like, immediately? So I was like, uh, what the heck? Why didn't you ask me this before I bought the ticket? Um, and we had this like long converse conversation. He like seems a little freaked out because I was like, I have, you know, early feelings. There's an attraction. Um, and I thought that that's where you were too, but I just really want to see where this goes. I have really no expectations. Um, and I don't know, he like freaked out from my response. So what I want to ask you is, am I making a huge mistake by flying down to see him and probably having like a very risque weekend to possibly never see him again? Um, am I just setting myself up for failure? I really don't know. Um, my friends are all kind of excited because I've been single for so long. They just want me to take the chance and have an adventure. Um, but I don't know if I'm being a total idiot. So I'd love your advice and um hope to hear from you soon uh okay well look i think there's two types of people in the world there's those that can compartmentalize this sort of thing and say like if nothing comes of it nothing comes of it we're gonna have a fun weekend of sex and magic and 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 it's totally fine if i never see him again because a moment in time is enough for me then there's people who can't do that. I am one of those people. I, 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 if I were you, my heart would be, I would, I would already be like, I would put my Fiona Apple CDs in the CD player so that it just goes on when you walk in on the return on when you get back from the airport. Like, yeah, like I think if, if I went on that trip, that would, that would break my soul. And so if, if you feel like you're one of those, do not go. I, I think it sucks, but like maybe you can go there and, and just have a vacation there. I hope where he lives isn't totally shitty. Maybe you can just go and crash at a hotel or something. But what what do you think? I mean, I couldn't understand from from your question if you you told him that you didn't want to be in a relationship or that like- I think she I think that okay, so I what I took from it is that he said like, hey, so like what like what do you think this is? And like, you know, like you don't want a long distance relationship or anything. Right. And she was like, well, I don't know exactly how I feel, but I do like you. And 
I would be open to it. And he was like, ew, wait, what? So I think that he uh-huh. kind of was trying to set a boundary before she got there that like this wasn't going to be any more than oh. a fling. And she and she does she doesn't know if this is the right. Yeah. Well, if if he's putting it out there and he's saying it's not going to be more than a fling, I would I definitely wouldn't go. I mean, it sucks that you already bought the plane tickets because it, like it was weird how you said it. You said he was going to help you pay or help you get out there. And then you said you put the plane t- tickets on your credit card. So, I mean, that really sucks, but I mean, just to go out there and, and have your heart broken and then like, like Molly said, and come back and just be like depressed is, is going to really suck. Maybe you can, um, call, I know if you call an airline and tell them that someone close to you died, that they will often either refund your money or give you credit for another plane ticket. Um, but you got to come up with a whopper. I think, you know, saying that. I realize that this guy might just be a fuck buddy and I have feelings isn't going to get Virgin America to hit the refund button. But um, yeah, definitely. I, I always I always will throw around a lie at the airport. Like I'll be like, my grandmother's heirloom uh, jewelry pieces were in, in that suitcase you lost. You owe me $1 million. Um, I, I, I throw around that kind of weight at the airport. I don't know. I don't know. Have, you, have either of you guys ever had a long distance relationship that worked out? Yeah. The one I'm in now, but the long distance part really, 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 really sucked. And you're always wondering, and unless you're together, I feel like if if you're like in the relationship, like that's when it's good. Otherwise, like you don't know, and especially in the beginning of the relationship and guys nowadays, there's such like players. There's so many different fucking apps out there that you can't really trust a person. Yeah. Unless you want to re- relocate to is it Seattle? Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle? I don't know. Yeah. I uh I was just briefly for 3 months with my college boyfriend because I knew he was about to move out here. So we were apart for 3 months and I remember it mostly sucked because he was one of those controlling type of dudes. So like he'd call me and be like, where are you? And I'd be like, I'm doing literally nothing. But for some reason, I'm being yelled at. And I think that long distance relationships can bring out like the biggest insecurities that people have um, just because you don't have the luxury of seeing that person in front of you and looking at them in the eyes and you know, I also know that plenty of long distance relationships work out for some couples. It makes even more sense. Like some couples get married knowing that their husband's going to be or their wife is going to be traveling three weeks a month. Um, that's just that's a, a not an uncommon arrangement. I think it can work. Um, but both people, both people have to be completely willing to do that. All right. Let's see what's in our mailbag. Lauren's going to read a letter. Hi, Malls and Company. You guys are great. I have a little dilemma and I need help with, so give it to me straight. I recently found out that I have bed bugs, which is just one of the worst things that could ever happen to me right now. It's devastating emotionally and financially. I'm unemployed right now and have been for the past three months, and I still have student loans, etc. I'm so poor. It cost 700 for the exterminator. The good news is that I caught it early enough, so it's easiest to get rid of the bugs. And I'm the only one in my apartment out of three to have been bitten. But like really badly, I had to go to the ER because two bites gave me a staph infection. Ew. 
The girls I live with are awesome. No drama, chill people that I've been best friends with since college or 24, but have been understandably grossed out, grumpy, annoyed at me for having to deal with the bed bug situation. I just found out my landlord refuses to pay for the exterminator. Total bullshit. But there's no about law about it in my state. And they're both working full time. Is it out of place to ask them to help for the exterminator, even though the bugs weren't in their rooms? The thing is, although it was just me getting bitten, if we didn't get an exterminator, they would start to infest their rooms too. So it's really for the benefit of everyone. I can totally see how it isn't their responsibility, but I just don't know what to do. What should I do? Peace and love all. Poor in Baltimore. Okay. Uh, I had bed bugs once and it was terrible. Yeah, I did too. I'm yeah. itchy just like after I read that. I'm just itchy right now. Yeah, it's it's um it's a really unsettling feeling. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I think that you need to approach your roommates about this in either whether it's alone. Because I do think that if you were the person that brought the bed bugs into your house, you should be taking on the expense. Um, I'm assuming that because they're isolated in your room that they came in on you or a guest of yours. Um, always that's why you don't sleep with randoms is because they can show up with bed bugs on themselves. But um, yeah, I uh, I would definitely consider asking them for at least a loan um, because their stuff is going to be infested too if if you don't act on this now. Yeah, you got to really – the thing about bed bugs is that you have to nip it in the bud like immediately because they pop, repopulate so quickly and they embed themselves and spread themselves so fast. So you really have to get on like getting an exterminator because not only is it expensive, it also can take several treatments uh, It does to get take rid several treatments and – you need to be doing all of the shit at home you can, including that means swabbing as almost everything you can with rubbing alcohol. I would throw out your bed. That is the source of these. That That is where these things obviously are like they can get into your electronics. They can, yeah. I would consider bagging. If you can't your- throw out your bed, you can definitely buy like a little bed bug cover at Target or something like that. And that will keep them trapped in. But the thing is that you cannot open it like for at least two years. Or ever, really, I would never really open it because those they can live on for a while without having to feed on someone. Right. Um, Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. In terms of, like, asking whose responsibility it is, like, yes, you brought them in, but to – like, you didn't purposely do it. And the thing about bed bugs is – and I know people get really grossed out about it, and I know sometimes people can be really shady in terms of, like, ooh, you have bed bugs? Yeah. But they're so common, and it's so easy to get them. You can get them at a movie theater. You can get them at a library. When you know, the like- Great Depression, they were considered to be the great equalizer because the rich and the poor could get them, and that was one of the only things that was affecting all classes was bed bugs. Yeah, and that's something that people need to keep in mind and – the the way I thought about it, because I was not in my bed bug, bed bug situation. I was not the person who brought them in, right. but I did help pay for the extermination because I knew that it could have been me. Right, exactly. And I was unemployed at the time, but I still found a way to pay for it. Right. You know, and I wanted them out of my house because I did end up getting bitten and having – I didn't get a staph infection, but it definitely was swollen. Near, I, like, yeah. I'm allergic to – 
bug bite, so I would it really, was a bad I would really, I'm surprised your roommates haven't already offered, to be honest. Yeah, like, just to even get rid of the situation. Like, forget about whose fault it is. Like, just get them out of your house. Cross through the living room after being in your, like, they jump on your clothes. They jump off your clothes. Like, even just passing through your bedroom, the fact that you're, like, do you know the dryer trick? Do you know that bed bugs can't live in in uh, heat? So yeah. if you, what I did was I took every piece of clothing that I didn't either, I didn't throw away. I put it everything in the dryer for 15 minutes at a time on high heat, and it kills the bed bugs. And then I wrapped all of my clothes in uh, plastic bags, and yeah. and I didn't take any of my clothes out of the plastic bags until I was sure that the bed bugs were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're going to have to do a lot of laundry loads like that. Yeah. I went through so many quarters. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also get those space bags. It was Target. one of the most expensive things that's ever happened. Yeah, it was it was awful. But the point is just so. deal with them right away because that's it, you need to get rid of them. What do you think? You lived in New York. Yeah, I lived in New York. I went on a date once with a guy. It was going great. And like we went back to his house and he took his shirt off and he had like bumps on him like what the hell is that and he goes oh it's a bed bug bite like and I just like freaked out and left like it just and I went home and I put my stuff in plastic bags and my my parents are just like oh my god Lauren like like you better not infest our house but if if I were you and if you do wait I mean they it probably is all over the house anyway so regardless of whether they're getting bit or not because some people I think they don't like their butt their blood doesn't like get affected by it yeah like I think everyone should contribute I mean and if your landlord maybe say you have roaches like right. say you have some other kind of bug just so they go in there and and spray and then like I mean there's so many other websites you can kind of report your landlord on like I would I would try to get him to pay for somebody and then Definitely try to get your friends because that's it's just very embarrassing and it sucks and you don't want to be walking around with bites on your body. That's just annoying and and just FYI, like even California does have a law that they have to exterminate it um, and put you up somewhere if you get bed bugs. My landlord did not do that. He did not, and he knew that I was poor and young and didn't know. Mine didn't do it either. Yeah, you can get so. bed, bed bugs in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah, there there was a, a rash of them out here for a while. Like yeah. you would see like mattresses on the street all the time that just said bed had bugs. bed bugs spray painted or chinches, which means bed bugs in Spanish. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. Oh, don't try to self exterminate. Like don't try to buy bug bombs or like sprays because that's not going to work. You it have doesn't to work. hire an exterminator. You absolutely have to. And maybe I'm sorry. what you can do as well is I would look up every alter- alternative and also be putting that in place because, you, again, as you said, it's you, you usually need at least two treatments of extermination and uh, you got to like – the only way to lessen the problem in the meantime, I would be – before you go to bed, swab your entire body with rubbing alcohol. Um, that will help protect you from getting bites and um, take lots of showers and – yeah, I'm so I'm sorry you're going through this. This blows. Yeah, Sucks. and like Lauren said, like just because your roommates aren't getting bitten doesn't mean that they don't have them in their room already. Um, the exterminator that I had told me at the time, like you know, not everyone gets bitten because of the blood thing, but also it's like they have to reach a point of saturation when they start doing biting. 
So like there might be a couple like living in their Larva bedroom or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just waiting to, to feed on them. So Yeah, you got to do your whole apartment too. Like yeah. just don't don't try to cut corners and do your room because if you're getting affected by them and they're in the other parts of the house, like make sure you do every everything you can or move. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, sure. don't move because they'll they'll move with you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! They like crawl in your t- like my uh. TV was in a plastic bag because I had I still no had a box way. TV and they can crawl they can crawl into your computer they can crawl into they mm-hmm. they hide and they hide everywhere. That's scary. Yeah, it is scary. You would think some places are like, you know, they wouldn't go there, but like, they, no, they're happy to post up in your closet, your electronics, anything appliances they're sick yeah so get a mattress cover and a box ring cover a lot of plastic bags and a lot of plastic bags <laughs> and a lot of quarters to do laundry sorry girl but you know once you get it done you know it's not like you're gonna happen for the rest of your life so there's exactly. there's brightness on the other side of it yes. <laughs> so you can be bed bug free <laughs> yes yes but you gotta be aggressive All right, so this is an update from Justin who called in the episode with Eric Amadio to say that he felt like he was undateable, that he was scoring out with girls and that um, he wasn't going to be able to find a girlfriend. So um, we wound up starting a little rapport because Justin also owns a cotton candy company, Sweet Sugar and Spun. Sugar and Spun. And he goes by Cotton Candy Poppy on Instagram, which I love. Poppy. Uh, um, but it's not, it's not a flower. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but he's awesome, and he called us with an update and sent us some uh, dope cotton candy. We're gonna tell you about after we hear his his call. Hey, balls. It's me, Justin. No dilemma, no problem. Just an update on myself. Uh, you answered my call a few months back. Um, definitely one I will never forget. Uh, my problem for our listeners at home, I'm doing air quotes. My problem was that. I was feeling a little undateable um, after my experience with one girl, but I realized after you and Eric's great advice that you can't let one person, one girl, one anything change your whole thought process, um, sort of like Yelp, you, just, you leave one bad review, you can't let that one review change your whole menu, your whole business plan, you just got to move with it. But anyway, moving forward from that, um, I am doing great. I met someone. Um, I actually met her. While I was working, I was dropping off some samples of cotton candy to her work. She works over here at Pinterest in San Francisco. And as I was leaving, she had approached me, um, approached a mutual friend and said, hey, who is this guy? He's very attractive, so-and-so. And And, um, my friend mentioned it to me. So I had a successful slide into her DMs and uh, messaged her, worked out a date. And I've been seeing her for a few months now. And it's been going great. Um, so again, just want to say thank you, a little update, um, and hopefully I won't be calling you with another dilemma or problem. Hopefully, uh, you like the package that I sent of CC, and hope to hear back. Thanks, Malls. Bye. Also, I forgot, if I could give a special B-Day shout-out to my BFF, not named Malls, her name's Brittany. Um, happy birthday. Um, let's keep being friends forever. And you're awesome. Thanks, Paul. Bye. That is such an awesome update. I love that. First of all, like, look at you dating a tech diva. 
working at Pinterest. That's kind of a that's kind of like a fun little like you've got your gourmet cotton candy. She's probably pinning little pictures of it. I'm just I'm so excited for you. I love that update. Slid in slid into her DMs. Slid into the DMs. You're just great. You're awesome. And we have we did get your package and we love it. The cookie butter like cotton candy is off the chain. I didn't, I have to say, I was curious as to how the flavors were incorporated when I first saw your website. I'm like, oh, is there like gonna be chunks of Butterfinger and this? But you, well, you've actually nailed the science down of keeping it cotton candy while mixing in really strong flavors. Um, Chrissy was a fan of the peanut butter, salted chocolate and peanut butter. She's a big fan of that. She said it was similar to her um, bacon chocolate soda experience, which she should not take as an insult because she oddly really liked that. Um, the pina colada was bomb. Spice mango, actually spicy. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean, so if you have a – my boyfriend's a cotton candy lover, as we know. Christina got him cotton candy for when he was on the show last week. Um, if you have someone in your life that's a cotton candy lover, I think you should definitely check out sugarandspun.com, I guess. Google it. Um, they'll they'll be around and follow Cotton Candy Poppy on uh, Instagram because Justin's a man. So happy to hear that. Happy birthday, Brittany. All right. Bye. You guys, I have a surprise for you. My friends at Gorgeous Cosmetics reached out to me and they want to send one of our listeners a prize pack that's retailed at over $250. You will be custom shade matched for your foundation. Their foundation is the bomb and they've got all sorts of colors. So pretty much anyone will, this will work for pretty much anybody. Um, I Maybe all people. I don't know. I can't, I, I don't like blanket statements, but I'm, I'm guessing that you probably will be able to find a match. Um, it's pretty easy to qualify. All you have to do is repost the photo on our Instagram. That's at please advise of the makeup. And then you need to follow, please advise, you got to be following us. You can follow, you got to follow Gorgeous Cosmetics Official at Gorgeous Cosmetics Official on Instagram and hashtag Gorgeous Please. That's Gorgeous PLZ. Jackson, our social media rebel, that's his title I just decided on, is going to pick one of you at random and we're going to run this contest through um, 17th of April. So... Good luck. Repost. Get free makeup. It's bomb makeup. And i um, excited for you guys. Okay, so our question of the week this week is going to be a fuck, Mary kill. It was proposed to me by my friend Sasha the other day, and I was stunned. Like, I've literally never gotten a, a, a fuck, Mary kill that just left me. I, could, I didn't respond to her for two hours. And she wrote me back, and she's like, why haven't you told me or who you'd fuck, marry, or kill. And I was like, because I'm literally stumped. Like, this is crazy. Okay, so fuck, marry, kill. Lester Holt, Keith Morrison, Dennis Murphy. You know who those are? Three of the reporters on Dateline. Oh, okay. And I said, I, I'll tell you what I said. I wrote, um, okay, I said I would marry Keith, that I would fuck Dennis, and then I would kill Lester Holt. Why would you kill Lester Holt? Because I hate Lester Holt. Oh no, I'm here for Lester Holt. Oh, I'm, I'm here for his like adorable 
Yeah. I, to me, that's the thing is, is I'm just like, I don't like your bit. Like, I think like, Mm-mm. I think that you're, you're putting on the nerd thing a little bit. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here for Lester Holt. And then my friend Sasha said that Keith Morrison looks like he died in the snow 10 years ago, <laughs> which I thought was genius. Yeah. But I actually, I, I find him to be not like an, a, a hot older man, but like a somewhat attractive older man. Like he's not. I, I if I had to if I had to wake up every morning and see Lester Holt, I don't think I would be the it would be the worst life. Oh yeah, yeah I don't get the Dennis Murphy thing at all. Well, I don't want to fuck him. I just don't. I just don't. Lester Holt is just like I when whenever he comes on, I'm like, you're so boring, Lester. <laughs> I told you. What about yeah, you? I guess Mary Keith. I mean, I'm I Dennis. I'm not like. There's just nothing there for me. I'm sorry. No, Dennis. there's nothing yeah, there for yeah. me either. So I'd I'd probably kill like you're I'd want to kill you more than Lester. Lester. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's a hard one. Yeah, it is a hard one. It's a it's a real especially if you watch Dateline, because I respect Keith so much on an intellectual level, which is the main reason why I would pick him. Fantastic narrator. Uh that voice is priceless. It's a million it's a billion dollar voice. Love that. Um so, okay, so I think that was it, I think. This is episode 35 of Please Advise. You guys can call us at 323-450-7408. Email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the social media. Just give us a Google. You'll find us. We're hosted on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash pleaseadvise. But you can and should subscribe to us on iTunes. If you don't have the podcast app, I don't know what you're what you're doing because I spend all my free time listening to podcasts. It's my fave. Um, We'd love it if you'd rate us, give us a review. Please retweet the apps and share with your friends. And um, follow Lauren Francesca on Twitter. And I want my Lauren on YouTube and on all sorts of things. You got to check this girl out. She's been, I mean, two billion hits can't be wrong, you know? Um, Lauren, we do a thing on the show here called Free Advice, where we allow our guests to take a moment and uh, vent about something that's been bumming them out or give a piece of advice that we think the people need to know. Yeah. Do you have anything? Yeah. Well, when I was flying to Texas to South by to meet you, I had the worst flight on American. It was it was just awful. Like the we just stayed in on the runway for like 30 minutes before and after. People were nasty. So I tweeted to them and like within a minute later, they followed back and wrote me a message. And I don't think it's because I had followers because I told several of my friends about it and they don't have a following. And they said, yeah, if you tweet to these people, like they don't want anything in the atmosphere right. about negative stuff so so my my advice would be if you have something you're unhappy with in terms of service always respond about it because people don't want negative information about them in the universe and they'll most likely make it right or apologize you know who's really good about that is uber if i sometimes i've gotten um i've like uh an uber driver is canceled on me and then i got charged for the cancellation fee and i would all you do is you just click on a thing and write it that $5 will come right back to you. I had a friend in South by who uh, struck up a deal with an Uber driver who's going to go off the like off the grid and just drive him home for 20 bucks. But because he started the ride, he wound up leaving the ride running. They got a $75 bill from this Uber driver that essentially scammed him. Plus, he paid him $20 cash. And I was like, why have you not reported this yet? Like, because that's... I don't know about you, $75. I think it's a pretty significant amount of money, especially if it's 
you didn't even get the ride that you needed. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. And American Airlines, can I just say, oof, they lost my bag. Uh, They put it on a different flight, didn't tell me. I had to wait in line forever. They had one person working the service desk, and I was in a line of, like, 40 people. I, I... I, I like pretty much any airline. I'm always happy to be on a plane I because like, I like going places. But American, for me, just blows. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I had a really great experience with Virgin America where, like, I got snowed in in New York and I had to go back in L.A. And they – it's, like, I was looking up general phone numbers and it was a whole time of two hours more or more. And um, I tweeted at them saying, like, hey, I need to rearrange my flight. I need a direct number to a human – yeah. Can you please help me out? And they followed me and DM'd me, and I got resolved pretty quickly, actually. So they did a really Virgin's great job. Virgin's great. Virgin has great customer service, for yeah. sure. Um, all right, you guys. And a wonderful security video. Very catchy security video. Yeah, yeah. It's I. It's like a little, like, Wes Anderson made it or something. Um, all right, guys. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. You.